Hey, peace, everybody, and welcome back to Regime Radio. My name is Basha, and you're listening to a young black Muslima. This is a community of blossoming humans in which sometimes I do answer questions to make you think about your potential to make change, but you already know it's up to you. My answers are based off my experience and knowledge of self and understanding of my way of life, which is Islam. Believe me when I say I want for you what I want for myself. Today is the 50th episode, and this is the part two to the Blackface Gucci you know, been racist episodes. So like, guys, I really wanted to talk to all my brothers and sisters literally about the importance of understanding, you know, who we are and understanding our, you know, background and what we come from. So as I was talking about in the last episode that there are Baldville Ministries shows that, you know, used to play that are still out there. You can find them on YouTube that used to play you know, back in the day, like when they used to make fun of black people and anyone who was said to be like that, who was said to shuck and jive and do all of these things for the white man was a coon. Now, this word is not, I used to use this word so heavily. Like, let me tell you how heavy I used to use this word. Anyone who I felt just really sold out or just like did whatever the man or Uncle Sam told them to, I just was like, you're a coon. You know, like, but I've learned to use that word with, like, very, it's, it's the same as using comfort. Like, you have to be very, you know, if you're using it, even the word is, like, who are you to judge anyone? You know, you don't even know what they had to go through. You don't know why they're doing what they're doing. So, I do look at this in a different way and objectively as well. But I do know that my heart knows that anything that I see that represents racism within you know, white society, European society, it's very predominant. And then you can tell because they take our culture, they take our, you know, fashion, and then they put it inside of their clothing line, like, oh, Tommy Hilfiger or Gucci or whatever. Like, you know, I understand if something's really dope, I get it. Like you want to collaborate with designers because I don't know if I would be one of those people who, who want to collaborate with designers like that. But I'm just saying I'd rather find local designers or I'd rather find pieces that are cheap and make it my own to kind of like give me that luxe feel. But like I definitely am a sporty, chill, luxe girl. You know what I mean? So a lot of the things that I wear are based off of like me wanting to be comfortable. So in in any, you know, regard, I want to be comfortable, whether it's something that I feel represents my culture or represents who I am, like whether that be Adidas or Nike, you know what I mean? Like these are racist brands. Like people don't know that, but you have artists and, you know, uh, designers that are black, you know, that are working within that, you know, so we are supporting our people by supporting that in a, in a way. But I think it is like, you know, bare minimal. I think that that's like the minimal version of it. So if we have any sports, you know, African brands, anything like that, please let me know. DM me on Instagram. I think it's super important that we support our own. I do buy from African designers. I have a mix of like, you know, basic clothing, but like as far as jewelry and like accessories, I love accessorizing with like Zulu or Maasai Kenyan tribe, like, you know, jewelry like I love this kind of beading work because I wear a lot of black I wear a lot of white like a lot of plain colors and I love that these colors pop and these things represent who I am as an African woman like my lineage you know it's it's definitely like Maasai and Zulu are not my specific lineage but for me to understand that connection that we all have throughout the the country throughout the whole entire region of Africa I have to go into different tribes and like pull from it and be able to 
really connect because they're going to keep doing this to us. They're going to keep utilizing our culture until we're proud of it. They're going to keep utilizing our culture to make money, utilizing, you know, things that are traumatic for us to get a rise out of us. Because at the end of the day, that rise will get us sick. And if we're sick, we can't, our body can't function right. Our body can't, you know, become something that is useful to our, you know, daily activities. Because then we get depleted and we're depressed and then this affects, you know, you know, muscles and it affects the, the brain healing the body. It affects, you know, our heart really seeing what it needs to do, you know, being pure, being a purist. It really affects that when we are like in a, a place to be just perturbed. If we are literally going about our lives happy and then all of a sudden a black boy dies on the news, that's going to get us irate and that's going to really make our blood rush and our brain is going to send a reactive to our body. And that's how we store fat. That's how people like in our uh, generations, especially African-Americans, um, I'm pretty sure some Africans know what I'm talking about too. And when I say African-Americans, I mean like there's two different experience, experiences there, but none of both of them are not any less than the other. So like, that's the thing we have to realize as, you know, African people and people of the motherland, like we really know that we have that connectivity, but if we don't utilize that connectivity to really build and to really see what it is that we can do for the world, then everything's going to stay the same. Everything's going to be the same, you know, especially women. We have to come together more than ever now. Like it's a male dominated world. These things, these racist things that were, you know, put on TV back in the day, the Volville Ministry shows really shows their connection to our culture. And that's zilch nothing. Like they, they felt like we were a joke. Monkeys, chimpanzees, like that's what they thought we were. You know, and we have to be able to come and understand the honesty of our culture and understand the beauty of it and represent that with pride. See our people, no matter what shade they are, as beautiful. If we're over here talking about pretty light-skinned girls or yellow bone and all of this, then guess what? This becomes something that's like, oh, if you're not this or close enough to looking like white, then you're not beautiful. This is funny. It's hilarious that you think you can come up here and like entertain us with how dark your skin is like that's what I felt the Baltimore ministry shows was and like learning that and like learning as an actress being on Broadway and like really wanting to be in that position you know I've done some things like background like dancing but for the most part it was just like really interesting how I see the entertainment industry and it's very racist white men like and also you know they're Jews that's what it is but it's just more so like how they see us and we have to represent who we are we have to be proud of who we are in order for that to stop they're going to keep taking stuff like that and making fun of us getting us and getting us sick we're going to be upset like of course we're going to be upset it's racist you know what i mean so what's going to happen our body's going to react we're going to store like fat our you know Organs are going to be sent signals to not heal as fast because we're constantly being, you know, stimulated and, and traumatized. So in order for us to break that, we have to really heal and just see them as, you know, people who are just kind of in a space as, you know, there's jealousy there. There's, um, this is the best thing we can bring to the world, our Africanness. Like, this is what makes us different. And because it makes us different, 
we're not down to like subdue to any you know cultural norm or what they feel is beautiful we are accepting of who we are and the more of us do that and purely accept accept it and really embrace it the more that they have nothing to joke about because it's not a joke you know when you are taking someone in putting blackface a white person putting blackface on them to represent who we are as a joke you know you saw us as a joke when you stole the people from the African lands and made them slaves. And so you still see us as a joke today for putting that in Gucci and like, you know, it's like your apology is not necessary. What's necessary is your brand being terminated because your brand is not helping anyone. Your brand is not supporting any African like tribe, any African villages, sustainability. Who are you? And that's what we need to realize. Like, they're not helping our communities. They're not putting into, you know, like, the projects or or really coming in a sense of, like, love and support and giving artists a chance. You know, there was an artist who did a whole entire, you know, just installation of Gucci. And it was like, I guess he was a skiing um, athlete or, you know, Olympic athlete i don't remember exactly what his name was but you know he got rewarded for doing all of these gucci paintings that i felt i could have did like i was like seriously these paintings are worth how much and like painting on jackets and like the car installations and stuff like that like i just feel like i could have done all of that and like i'm a creative and he got paid all this money by gucci but the fact is it's gucci like the brand for me doesn't speak volumes the brand is just a brand everyone knows it doesn't do anything to save the world you know it doesn't dedicate their time or their some of their earnings for their shops and nonprofit to you know support schools in uganda there's a shop in australia called factory and they they do that you know and i've donated to them and i really feel like that's what clothing is moving towards and until we have things that really like support that and that's really honest to what they're doing and really following up on if they're honest like really doing research there's no way that the fashion industry is going to you know be able to take over who we are and what that makes us you know the clothing is one thing but the brands it's like you literally getting branded like a horse just remember that you are meant there to be used by rich people who just want to like that's what brands are to black people and black people be like oh no it shows my success you know why don't you wear an african designer that shows your success that shows that you got to go to the motherland the african lands are very wealthy why don't you do that instead of showing oh i got gucci i got prada i got Louis. you know i feel as though it is a way for the white man to brand black people like they did the slaves. I don't feel that the brands are the same thing to us as it is to Asians or to um, Indians or to um, you know other Europeans, white people, whatever the case may be. Arabs, like I don't feel like it's the same because what that represents for us is something completely different. The slavery of stripping us of who we are that's mental slavery, first of all. Then beating us. Physical slavery, like keeping us captive. Hanging our people. Lynching our people. Branding us. They branded us. They whipped us. They branded us with the same thing they branded the horse with. They had tags around our necks like we were dogs. So you decide what the brands are to you. Whether it's a representation of success 
or whether it is truly a branding of African-Americans across the world, across the nation, Africans, period. Because I think what we need to realize is that we're the same. Like, we are, honestly. They see us the same way. They, they don't take us seriously. White people see us the same. And until we can come together, they're going to take everything. They're going to go over to Africa. They're going to take everything. They're going to be like, oh, this is the place to come now. Let's come here. You know, forget that. Like, no. How about you make sure you pay the tax of being white and your ancestors, probably 90% of them took from us. So now you have to pay the property tax and the taxes on stepping foot in Africa. Serious. You guys be the judge. I'm just saying, this is based off of my experience and how I freaking see, I was about to curse, how I see white people and how they are. Like, yeah, there's some great white people out there, but like sometimes some people are accidentally racist, even Arabs. I don't even want to say accidentally. I feel like they know. Or they're just ignorant to history. And no one does their African, West African history research. South African, no research. Everyone knows Mandela. Everyone knows of like, you know, certain leaders that come out of South Africa. But what about West Africa? Everyone talks about South and North Africa. But what about West Africa? Central, you know. I really think we need to understand how things are connected. And be able to grow from there. And understand that we are always taking an opportunity um, to learn other people's cultures. But when it's time to learn ours, are we that um, honest? Or or are we that open? You know what I mean? Like, are we that real with really understanding what it is? Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I will be doing some more like this because I really want to get deep into it. I've been on, like, this whole entire black power like really movement for a minute like for a minute you know I feel like it was infused in me as a kid and so I just grew up grew up seeing things I I saw things early my parents did not hide that from me they didn't hide from me how racist white people were they showed me because they wanted me to know what it was before it encountered me without me knowing so I didn't just stumble upon these, you know, footnotes or this understanding of who I am. It's been a minute. And if you guys want to go see how I found out my African lineage, go over to my YouTube channel. You guys can go ahead and type the same name you see here in the podcast, whatever app you're listening to it on. And also follow me on Instagram if you guys like this episode. And just really, I want to take you guys on a journey with me because I want to start making these um, episodes longer, you know, having them an hour. Hopefully I can really like get into Google podcasts and really just need you guys support because I want to make sure I'm making this podcast something different than the rest even beats one i would love to be on beats one radio because i don't feel like people who have podcasts right now are doing what they need to do on beats one like what they're representing they don't need to gossip and i feel like gossip is ruining the connection we have with our creator and especially women we need to connect with our sisters but anyway you guys can follow me on twitter as well um shout out to gary v for putting me onto this uh app and just really being honest about what it is and what it takes to do what you have to do for yourself and even younger you know you have time and just keep going you know I'm I'm just hitting my prime you know like and I'm 28 so people look at me like what you're 28 but listen 
come into a place where things are about to change. Things are about to be way different. And I'm going to be so much more, you know, assertive with my dreams. And I'm going to stalk it. I'm going to be on it. And I'm not going to let any man tell me how they want to do something for something that involves my thoughts, my feelings, my passion. So that's what this is about, women. We have to stand up and say, no, this is wrong. This isn't acceptable because men are not going to do it. They, they, they just want the money. So a lot of the times, not all men, but like they just want the money, the cars and the clothes. I just want the, I just want to be successful, right? So for me, that's success to you. I'm already successful. I know who I am as a woman. I know that I'm a co-creator. I know my power. I'm a powerful woman. You understand? I'm successful. I've reached that place without anyone stepping in the way and, and doubting who I am can really traumatize that. So I have to pick up the pieces again and I know how to fix myself. But can Humpty Dumpty do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate you. So I'm Ali Kamarak Fonsalai. I'm a better catch you.